Welcome to Scissor Tail Sessions. My name is Jacqueline Musgrove. And I'm Aaron Gibson. Thanks for joining us as we share the threads that connect us all, simply being human. This is episode 4A and our second edition of The Interlude. The Interlude is where we discuss hot topics, media consumption, things we've watched, listened to, and are thinking about. Okay, so Erin, we have a lot of listeners all across the world, which is pretty awesome, and they may not know that in the Midwest here in the United States, specifically Oklahoma, we were hit last week with not one but two snowstorms, which is extremely uncommon here, which for me allowed me to do a little Netflix binging. How about you? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've been doing uh, probably more Netflix binging and Amazon Prime and Hulu or whatever else is available to us and uh, gone down a dark path. For me, I personally watched Hillary. I believe it was on Hulu, right? Yeah, I think that was on Hulu. And that, I mean, I personally feel like it doesn't matter what your political stance is which side you're on, it was a really good documentary that showed the evolution of her life, who she was in her very early beginnings as a Yale law student, um, how she met her husband, and just the growth of her political path. Yeah, I watched uh, the Hillary Clinton documentary as well. I think it was, what, four episodes for the documentary? Uh, I agree. I think that you have a level, you can have a level of appreciation for somebody if you can take a step back and be able to humanize them a bit, whether you agree or disagree with their politics. Like, she's a very polarizing figure, I think, to a lot of people. A lot of people would hear the name Hillary Clinton and maybe just even cringe because they just have this visceral response to what they envision as this person. But you know, her story was extremely impressive um, in where she came from, the evolution of how she herself got into politics and along with her husband who became president and how she influenced just the culture of uh, America in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. I just found it really impressive the struggles that she went through and continues to go through. She, it was a really impressive documentary, really well done. Yeah, I think the most shocking or just factoid that I didn't know had happened in history that, yeah, I mean, it was shocking that when he was running for governor the first time in Arkansas, basically people would not vote for him because uh, Hillary would not take his last name. That just right. blew my mind. Yeah, that there's so much emphasis on something like her last name. And recalling, too, that that was Arkansas. You know, we live in a similar part of the country being in Oklahoma, so we know what that mentality can be like, right, uh, right or wrong. And um, the fact that, you know, she was wanting to keep her own name. And that was so offensive to the voting public that that was going to basically break the ability for him to be elected. Yeah. It, Incredible. It really blew my mind. And then it was also interesting that it was so triggering for voters that she 
had the audacity to work outside of the home. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, at an incredibly successful law firm as well. Right. And 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 a lot of people won't know or will not recall that she was at the table during the Richard Nixon impeachment right. uh, trials, during the Watergate episode, that she was there uh, as one of the attorneys at the table during that, that whole period. I mean, she really has been on all sides of the political table, whether it was doing the Nixon trials, running for office herself, her husband running for office, and then going through the impeachment trial of Bill. Right. Yeah, and they do cover that. They, those are some uncomfortable questions that they ask her directly about the whole Monica Lewinsky thing and, you know, how she handles that. And, and it's interesting that it's almost like the the onus is more on her, was more on her even than on Bill Clinton. You know, it's like, how would you reconcile this as the wife of someone who did this type of thing? Right. And they kind of go into that detail about how, how chauvinistic that approach is. And then I guess the last thing I'll say about it, and we can move to the next topic, is that it was really interesting to me when people associated with her presidential campaign, when they were doing polling of, you know, just general voters, that a lot of women would not vote for her because she stayed with him after the Monica Lewinsky affair. Um, But then when the pollers would dig a little deeper the women who would not vote for her themselves stayed with spouses that had stepped out of the marriage. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just, I I just didn't, I thought, you know, surely that they would have sympathy with her, but instead they wanted to crucify her. Yeah. Um, But we're not going to be political for the whole episode. So what have you watched lately, Aaron, or listened to? Okay, well, I uh, started going down this road of sort of wilderness survival in terms of a, of a theme. And I don't quite know why. I think it had something to do with this idea of the winter storm that we went through and, of course, quarantine. And then, of course, the other element is from, as you know, from a personal level, I've been dealing with this whole back injury thing and have just been unable to get out and do anything. And so it started out with me catching the end of the movie The Revenant, which I don't know if you've seen The Revenant. I haven't. It's got Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. It is an absolutely phenomenal film. I highly recommend it for those of you that haven't seen it. I think it's 2006 or seven. I can't actually remember how long ago it came out, um, but it was a highly recognized and award-winning film. So anyway, that really started me off down the path of thinking, man, that is such a brilliant movie. And so I started looking and went into... Netflix, I think, and did a search just under wilderness and survival to find out categorically what films were out there and started looking at documentary films, mostly fictional films. So I kind of started going down this road and interesting themes with uh, wilderness survival. Some of them are just like horror film based. Yeah. So you start going down this road of like wilderness as a as a theme for horror films. One of them, which you, uh, it's on Netflix, you may have seen it. I think it's a Swedish film or, or even Scottish, can't remember, but it's called The Ritual. And it's almost like a Blair Witch Project type thing where these guys go out for a hike in the, the Swedish countryside and then they end up 
basically becoming part of this sort of like pagan ritual or something and being sacrificed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. <laughs> so not one that I like highly recommend. But it's funny to me that like the path of wilderness sometimes bring you down brings you down that road of like movies like The Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and then the other side of it is the crime. So there's a lot of like crime-based films in the wilderness. Yes. Um, one of them that I discovered, uh, also an older film, was called Frozen Ground. Mm-hmm. And it's based upon a true story that took place in Alaska of like a serial killer. Had John Cusack in it, had uh, Nicolas Cage, and eh, it was not that great either. So I got tired of the dark films pretty quick because I was getting easily depressed by watching too many yeah. like dark films. So I found this other one uh, that I knew was going to be way more uplifting. It was called Expedition Happiness. And it's about a German couple that came over to the U.S. and bought a school bus and renovated it and traveled up through Canada. And and the idea was that they were going to travel from Canada all the way back down to Argentina. And it really just kind of follows their path in their school bus. It was it was nice. It was uh, it was kind of fun to watch. And it was definitely like palate cleansing in a bit, in a sense. Yeah. Because I'd watched all this darkness. I don't know. Have you seen seen that one by chance? I haven't, but it sounds really good. Uh, that that'll be one I'll want to check out. Yeah, it was very lighthearted. It was just this couple and their dog, you know, traveling in a school bus that they renovated. So then I kind of got the bug for like, oh man, this is. I would so like to do this right now, just to you know leave yeah. and, and go on the road and travel, and how much fun that would be. So I kind of started finding those types of uh, films, more of those. But then, as luck would have it, this film, which is what I really wanted to get to, came out on Hulu. It just came out this week. It's had a international release and very well recognized uh, called Nomadland. Yes, I want to watch that um, one. It's, yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's on Hulu right now. And I think it's had other releases at theaters. Um, it's got Francis McDormand. It is, uh, of course, based on true stories and and the reporting of a, a writer from Wired Magazine about really the nomad lifestyle. It's a great movie. It uh, has a good story. I don't know that it would really be for everybody. You have to have some interest in travel in sort of the, you know, I guess I don't, I hate to use the word van life, but the nomadic type lifestyle. Van culture. Yeah. Van, yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's more to it than just someone, you know, affording a van. This is really came out of necessity in a way for this person. Okay. So excellent, excellent movie. And I highly recommend that. And it's a, right now it's a, a new film that you can find. I definitely want to check that one out. We watched the trailer last night, actually. Um, and it looks brilliant. So that's definitely in my queue. Yeah, it's very good. So that that whole track brought me from um, the Revenant all the way to <laughs> Nomadland. Uh, it was a it was a long journey, and I actually I bought the book, The Revenant. So now I'm going to read it because I hear it's really good. Oh, cool! So it brought up the question for me of what are the best wilderness survival ish type movies out there? Jacqueline, do you have any in mind? Are, are there any ones that you've seen that you really like? 
well, for me, I know it, it is going to sound a little silly, but Into the Wild, the John Krakauer book that was then made into a film, I think is brilliantly done. And it just hit Netflix last week, actually. Um, the film is amazing, but as well is is the soundtrack. I love that soundtrack. I believe Eddie Vedder did it. It's some of the best music still um, that I enjoy listening to even after. I mean, it probably came out 12 years ago. Yeah, that's a great film. But for me, that's still the top of my list. And what's interesting is you kind of touched on something. You mentioned, you know, you're experiencing this back injury and you're kind of navigating that. And then you started... I guess, digging deep into wilderness survival films. I've noticed for myself, our listeners may or may not know that I and you are both rock climbers. And with doing that all of these years, at some point you're going to experience injury. And I've noticed whenever I'm going through a climbing injury and or recovery from an injury before I'm able to be doing that activity again aggressively, I tend to watch things about the sport or, you know, being in the wilderness in general. I think it motivates me to get over the crux of injury. What do you think about that? Yeah, I uh, think there is something to that. Um, It's weird because as I was so immersed in climbing, there was a time when I actually tended to avoid movies and films and media and stories and magazine articles and things like that that had to do with it because I just felt like it was almost like overwhelming for me. But now after having not done it for so long, uh, there's definitely a sense of like needing that and missing it and, you know, finding ways to come back to it. So yeah, something there for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's definitely something there. Um, when when I've gone through the rehabilitation process numerous times from climbing injuries, I tend to consume that sort of media just to kind of keep my eye on the prize. And I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, living vicariously through others' adventures that they're able to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it'd be cool if we could hear from some listeners. Maybe if if you're listening to this episode... Definitely shoot us an email and let us know if there's any media that has inspired you, you found it intriguing and or triggering, and you would like us to check it out. Yeah, especially those folks that happen to be listening to us in other countries or on other continents. Uh, I would love to hear from them about the types of stories, survival stories, documentaries, uh, things like that. So email us at Jacqueline at scissortailsessions.com. Well, that wraps up this episode of The Interlude. Jacqueline, who do we have coming up for our next release? So next week, uh, along the lines of adventure and wilderness, we have adventure racer, actual professional adventure racer, Jason Magnus out of Bend, Oregon. It's a brilliant episode. I really think that... Our listeners are going to love hearing about the whole process of being an adventure racer and just what all that entails. Great. Well, we look forward to that episode and we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye.
If you like what you hear and want to support the show, find us at scissortailsessions.com.